Alright everybody, welcome to another episode of Movie Talks and Chill. We're your hosts, I am Tony Serrato. I am Gavin Butts. I am Patrick Wall. And in this week, uh, what are we talking about here, gentlemen? We're getting up close and personal with a little bit of the rom-coms, yes. Ooh, romantic comedy. Love is in the air. This just got weird in my apartment. <laughs> Dude, it's not like we're three guys sitting in your... Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> you just wait until we're 15 minutes in. Yeah. That shit's gonna get real weird. Come on, that's, none of us last 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Silence on Gavin's mic. <laughs> <laughs> so if we're talking romantic comedies uh, uh let's start off as we normally do do you have any specific romantic comedy that you kind of gear towards that you prefer um well uh i'll go ahead and you know do a shameless plug on myself here uh <laughs> one of one that i do like uh, we were talking about earlier is uh is the wedding ringer mm-hmm. uh holds a seat, you know nice little place in my heart right now because just got engaged well congratulations <laughs> Ah, so Becky, uh, this is the one you have to listen to. Hi. <laughs> Eat it. Yeah. She she literally told me she said if you talk about it on the podcast, I'll actually listen. Ha! Here we are. <laughs> Future you is gonna get your ass kicked. Probably. <laughs> Probably, but yes. it's uh, it's okay because present me is laughing. Yeah, <laughs> that's all that matters now. Yeah. So the so the movie is uh, is about a guy uh, Josh, played by Josh Gad who's been just kind of working his whole life like just kind of grinding it out and never had that ability to get go out and get any like um cool guy friends and that you know him he had some people that he knew like going through high school and all that stuff but he really moved around so many uh so many places i think it was like his dad was like a military accountant or something like that and um, or a traveling one and they just never stayed in a place longer than two to three years Mm. all through his high school and then his father passed and he ended up having to take over the business so he had to jump right out of being you know a kid and going out and going to fun you know Cancun trips or anything like that to just straightforward uh work and so he's getting married and he wants to make sure that his uh (laughs) his fiance is going to have a good wedding so he goes to Kevin Hart and he's like, hey man, I need a wedding party. <laughs> and so he goes like over all this whole list and he's like, you know, well, well I, all right, I can be, you know, one way best man. And then we got another option where I can provide two groomsmen and then we can, we can even do a little escort service on the side to make sure, you know, we have, a, you know, we, we show up to several <laughs> events and stuff leading up to the wedding and all this. <laughs> and he's like, actually, I need a, I need an entire wedding party of 10 people or something like that. He's like, huh, what, you, what you talking about, man, is golden tux. It, it, it just, it, it can't happen. He's, but you got a name for it. <laughs> it's also a name for a horse with a horn on its head. It's called a unicorn. Doesn't mean I can get you one. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's a, uh, it's a good movie. Like, uh, so everything leads up to the wedding and, and, uh, they, they run into a little snag where, uh, the, the guy who's going to marry him, the, the priest, was actually his, uh, Kevin Hart's um, <clears throat> high school teacher, I think, at like Catholic school or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, no, I know him. He, he recognized me. We can't do this. We got, we got to, we got to stall. And so they end up kidnapping him. And then Kevin Hart, who is his character in the, in the wedding is like, he's a military priest. So he ends up doing the wedding. <laughs> And it's uh it's freaking hilarious. <laughs> it's <laughs> so uh yeah, that's one of my faves. Nice, nice. Okay. I, I have to admit I have 
I have not seen it, but I definitely will see that now. Well, with a shameless plug-in. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, you had to tell all of our fans that you were engaged. All five of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now, now six with Becky listening. <laughs> yes. She's a fan for this one episode. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, just because she listens to it doesn't make her a fan. I mean, she, she may not be a fan of it, but she'll tolerate us. <clears throat> Um, so I'd have to, it's a tie between two movies. One is Failure to Launch. Um, my mom and sister would send me that, um, like, you should watch this movie. Go watch this movie. Because I lived at my home for a lot longer than, than they... Like, my sisters uh, moved out when they were 18. I think I moved out when I was, like, 27. <laughs> it's expensive out in the real world, man. And plus, my mom's a really good cook. <laughs> <laughs> but they would... They're like, you need to go just watch this movie. It's called Failure to Launch. It's about, you know, Matthew McConaughey, who's in his, like, th- late 30s, early 40s, who's still living with his parents. One of them is Harry Long. I would not move out of that house ever. <laughs> but um, it's just a really funny and just <clears throat> cute movie. Um, Bradley Cooper's also in it. and um, I can't remember the other guy's name, but he has two other friends that they all live with their parents. I was going to say, I think like his whole core friendship group, yeah, like, yeah, they, none they of all, them want to yeah, leave Paul. They all, they all fail to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, you learn later in the movie that one of them, he's like, actually, my mom lives with me because I bought the house so I don't get screwed over in the inheritance tax. And Bradley Cooper's character, he's like, I sleep there, but you see, I travel the world. Like, I don't really have yeah, a need He's like, what I do is a lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> And then you learn, like, um, Matthew McConaughey um, moved out of his parents, but he was living with his um, fiance, and she passed away, and he kind of just, like, mentally shut down and moved. And it's like, oh, and now you're in love with Sarah Jessica Parker. Good for you, man. <laughs> I, I liked it when his, like, when he finally does, you know, get to move out, and his dad has a, Howie Long has the naked room. Yeah. <laughs> and then he comes down, he's talking to his mom, he's like, Mom, you uh, see what's going on upstairs? Like, yeah, your dad's always wanted one. Yeah. <laughs> now, who was it? Was the mom Kathy Bates? Yeah. Wrong on that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's just a, a cute, funny movie. Yeah. Because, like I said, I lived at home until I was 27, so that movie was force-fed to me, but I actually enjoyed it. Nice. <laughs> you said it was a tie, though. Yes. What's, what's the other one? It's called Destination <clears throat> Wedding with Keanu Reeves and the hell's her name? You just remember the important part. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> She's from uh, Stranger Things. Uh, Mal- no, that's not. What is her name? Winona Ryder. Thank Winona you. Ryder. That's You're welcome. <laughs> um, Stealing and- underwear. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys have seen this movie. I, I have. Oh, it okay. is a. It, it was like a hidden gem when yeah. I. I was like, mm-hmm. I've never heard of this. Like, how is it? And it's just sitting on Netflix. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll watch it. <laughs> yep. And it's basically um, if two cynics go to a wedding. What would happen? And it's true. Like, they would just get alcohol, sit on the sidelines, and make fun of everyone. <laughs> I, I was like, yes, this is why I'm a cynic, because that looks enjoyable to me. <laughs> but, well, well, don't they, like, start off on, they they meet each other on the train, and then they start off, like, yeah, so talking it, shit about each other, and then they, that's how they connect, is talking shit about everyone else. <laughs> yeah, so they meet in the airport on their way to the destination, airport. and Keanu Reeves is just standing there, and... Um, one other writer come like sets up to him and he moves a little bit and she gets really awkward and she's like oh I'm sorry I wasn't trying to make you think that I'm going to cut in line or anything like that and she just gets really angry and defensive he's like I'm going to go stand over there now and he just like walks away <laughs> and then they find out that they're in the same wedding going to the same place <clears> on <throat> so that's a that's a tie for you then right yes um, so for me I mean there's so many out there but <clears throat> excuse me um, I'm going to go I'm going to go a little classic on this one. Probably what I think 
again, what I think, it's my opinion, <laughs> probably one of the most classic, well-known romantic comedies out there is When Harry Met Sally. Oh, yes. Yep. So, I mean... I even know of that movie. Billy Crystal, Meg Ryan, because, you know, it goes through their whole life as just friends and then mm-hmm. end up hooking up and then doesn't work out, kind of, sort of. It's so awkward and then they end up finding out that they truly are fully in love with each other. But <clears throat> it's over the span of years they meet driving to college, I believe is how the storyline goes. Um, but... Speaking of, like you said, with the Destination Wedding, with just the cynicism of it all. Mm-hmm. Like, you get the Billy Crystal characters, like, you know, men and women can never be friends, and right. that is that. And then they meet again years later after college, and they're at an airport, and they're on an airplane, and he talks about, well, she's just a friend. Well, I thought you couldn't be friends. So they haven't seen each other for a long time. They didn't know each other that well, <clears throat> but yet their entire conversation they remember. Right. You know, and then it goes on and on and on. So, and, you know, the whole Meg Ryan faking the orgasm in the diner scene is probably one of the most classic things I'll out there. i have what she's had. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's, I would say, that is a go-to. There's a lot. Um, you brought up Matthew McConaughey, so I'll say, like, basically half of his movies have yeah, been, been romantic comedies. Uh, you know, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. That's another um, good one. <clears throat> what's that one with... Oh, uh, um, uh, Ghost of Girlfriends Past. Yeah. I've never seen that one. Yep, it's That's kind a, of a cross between Christmas kind of Christmas Carol and being in love because it's not really yeah. Christmas. It's not Christmas no, time. No, it's just snowing. Where but they he are. gets visited by three girlfriends of his past, and he, you know, he's just like this womanizer guy, and he learned how to be, you know, this pickup artist, suave, you know, womanizer from his uncle, who mm-hmm. happened to be Michael Douglas in the movie. <laughs> um, but it, so it's it's not around Christmas time, but it's got the entire Christmas theme of like the whole Scrooge theme. Okay. Yeah, and he yeah. basically learns a lot by visiting his past, you know, his present, seeing what his future is going to be like, and then, or I, th- I think it's more just all the past. But he, he learns the lesson. It's like Ebenezer Scrooge would have learned. Hmm. Um, but again, also another one I'd say, <clears throat> moving out from Matthew McConaughey would be like Adam Sandler. You know? Yeah, I mean, again, probably. I'd say at least 50% of his movies have been yeah. romance comedies. If I had to throw a number mm-hmm. out there, I mean, just go with it. Just, the Wedding Singer, yeah. uh, 50 Blended, first dates. 50, 50 First Dates. dates. Basically, yeah. anything with Drew Barrymore. Yeah. 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 Him and Drew Barrymore is going to be a romantic yeah. comedy. This summer, Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore, romantic comedy. I don't, <laughs> I don't even need to know what the plot is. It's just, I thought you knew it was a serious movie with Robin Williams if he had a beard. If he was clean shaven, it was going to be a straight comedy. But if True. he had a beard, it was a serious role. That's a good point. Yeah. Was it Goodwill Hunting? He had a beard. Mm-hmm. He had a beard, and did he have a beard in Awakenings? I never, never saw that movie. Okay, he had a funny, well, a very funny part in a rom com. <coughs> I remember. I think it was called Nine Months with uh, Hugh Grant. Yeah, ends up getting uh, his wife pregnant, and then he's like the doctor, <laughs> and he shows up. He. Uh, after he gets done delivering the baby, he's, he comes in and he's like all drunk. <laughs> he's like, you have a girl, unless I cut the wrong coin. <laughs> but yeah, he comes out after delivering him and his friend's baby. Like they Both their wives went in at the same night. And he comes out all really all drunk because everyone's like passing champagne around. <laughs> and he, he goes, looks at the other guy and he's like, I will be right back. I have to go circumcise your son. <laughs> and, and he can't even like stand up and they're like, no way, Doc, not way. <laughs> now, I got a question for you guys. Would you consider, if you go in like the Judd Apatow route, Knocked Up to be a romantic comedy? I've only comedy? seen half that movie. You have to watch the whole thing because it does get kind of romantical at the end, but 
I, I guess I she kind of called because they weren't supposed to really ever meet, but then they got drunk. She gets pregnant yeah. by him, and then he has to learn how to be a parent. She sees, you know, first he's a slacker, but then she sees he really cares. He's really trying. And then, yeah. So I, I guess... would say so. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> Catherine Heigl's entire career has been based off of rom-coms. Yeah. True. I, I mean, will... you have uh, Life as We Know It. Um, the Ugly have, Truth. The Ugly Truth. Mm-hmm. Which is you have her and Robinson. Ashton Kutcher in Killers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Also with Tom Selleck in it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who, who who can't go wrong with Tom Selleck? Right. <laughs> that mustache just... I think it has its own zip code. It does. It does. It's going to be in the Smithsonian. Yeah, it's going to be in the Smithsonian. When he dies, that thing's going to a museum. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Before they close the casket, it's going to jump off. <laughs> The only thing I remember from that movie is when Katherine Heigl goes to tell Seth Rogen that she's pregnant and they're at a fancy dinner and she goes, I'm pregnant. And his first reaction without blinking is like, fuck you. Like, what? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's how it happened. <laughs> I like in that scene, they're sitting at the little diner and they're talking. And she's like, so what do you do? You know, don't you have to go to work? And he's like, no work today. <laughs> he's like, what are you going to do? And she smokes some weeds. <laughs> no work today. <laughs> But so I'm also gonna throw a little little wrench in the system here. Not not in a homophobic way or a, or homosexual way, but bromantic comedy. I love you, man. Oh, We're speaking of yes. I yeah. mean technically Absolutely. Paul Rudd and Jason Siegel, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. I mean they literally say at the end, at his wedding, I, I, I love you, man. I finally <laughs> and I can say this now, I finally got Becky to watch that. <laughs> and she loved it. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's it a is a great movie. I mean, I know that's not your traditional. Now, obviously, they're not falling in love, but yeah. I mean, it is. But it, it was is like that good, romantic good thing. Di- it was kind. Of, it's kind of on the other lines of the <laughs> wedding ringer, where you know he's like, he's like, "Holy crap, I need to get friends," <laughs> and he just starts meeting random people. Yeah. <laughs> I love- when they're com- when they're all coming out, it's like that is the weirdest selection of groomsmen I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I like how the dad is J.K. Simmons. Yes, and he's just. They're, the family's talking. You know, he's engaged to... Uh, I can't remember her name. She's from um, Parks and Rec. I, I, so, Amy Poehler? No, no, no. The dark-haired one. The, the nurse. Yeah. Um, oh, she was in that really <coughs> good comedy show, Tribeca. Um, well, we'll figure it out. But while we do... Is it Rachel <clears throat> No, I don't think so. Uh, but, so, you know, she's at the dinner with the family. And, you know, they're talking about his friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. And his brother is Andy Samberg, who's gay, in the movie. And he's like, yeah, he's... Never, he's always been a girlfriend kind of guy, you know. Never really gotten the guys, and he's talks about um, his son. He's like, oh, "Do you have a best friend?" He's like, "Yeah, so and so from IBM." Hank he's Mark like, Dukas. "Yeah, Hank Mardukas." Rashad Jones. Rashad Jones. Uh, but Hank Mardukas. He's like, "We worked together for years. Like, talk every six months or something." Blah blah blah. He's like, "So he's like, so you have one friend?" He's like, "No, Hank Mardukas and him." And, he's like, and Bobby. Yeah, "Bobby." He's like, "Your son is your best friend." friend. He's like, yeah. he's like, like I yeah. made Dad an honorary gay, gay last month. <laughs> He's like, yeah, he's a big fan of the gays. Yeah, yeah. And he does a little fist bump with him and stuff. But he's just like, J.K. is so just calm about it. Well, no, he said something, something else about that. It was like, uh, he's like, well, if, uh, you know, if Peter did have, you know, male best friend, probably uh, Robbie would probably try to do him. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, why are you going to say that? He's like, well, I, I, he's not wrong. <laughs> well, the other great thing I love about that movie is when he's setting him out to meet friends, and he ends up meeting, oh, God, uh, another one I can't think of the name. He was from the TV show The State. He's been in a bunch of movies, but he's the, he ends up being gay. 
And so uh, he's yeah, the talking guy from to, Reno 911. Yes, the, Reno 911. Uh, yeah. He started in, the, in a sketch comedy show on MTV called The State. That's how mm-hmm. I knew him. Gotcha. <clears throat> and then he did a whole bunch of other stuff, and he got better known in Reno 911. But he's out there on the the mandate, and he's thinking he's just making a friend. And then he ends up at the end of the night, kisses him. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she's like, why do you smell like cigarettes when he gets there? He's like, or tastes like cigarettes. like, yeah, I kind of kissed me. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like, he was really forceful. He's like, yeah, he was pushing him with the tongue and everything. <laughs> it's like, he really got deep in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then he meets him with Jason Seagal around. Uh, and he's like, what, what's is... going on, Peter? He's like, you know, you didn't call or anything. He's like, no, no, we no. Have, and then Jason Seagal showed up, and then later on, he sees him around somewhere else. Well, they're, can... they're, he asks him to be his best man, and then they <laughs> stop and they hug like out in the park. Yeah. And he sees him going, he's just walking by. He's like, hey, you're a whore, Peter. Yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're a whore, Peter. <laughs> so, he's awesome. But he talk, like he sees him, they're trying on tux, <laughs> and he, he comes in there, and uh, Paul Rudd and Jason Siegel are standing up there, um, and they're, you know, talking about the tux and everything. He's like, hi, Peter. You know, it takes a lot of nerve to have an amazing night and uh, to connect with people and then share a kiss at the end of the night. And I didn't know that it was the taste of betrayal. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it, it wasn't the taste, it was the taste of betrayal. You dirty whore. <laughs> it was the taste of betrayal. You dirty whore. <laughs> so then he has to tell Jason Siegel the whole story. He's like, I can explain that. He's like, oh, I would love to hear this. <laughs> What's his name? I'm trying to find it here. <laughs> so yeah, and then they like he finally asks him to. He tells him you know the whole story, and then he says, uh, you know, I, I'd actually like for you to be my best man. And then he, they're out, I guess, outside of where they were shopping for the tux, <clears throat> and then they hug, and then he still he walks right behind. He goes, "You're a whore, Peter." Yep. <laughs> and so Jay, so Paul Rudd looks, goes to look at him, and Jason Segel just grabs his head and says, "Nope," and just pulls him back closer. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, Thomas Lennon. Thomas Lennon. Yep. I've known him from a lot of stuff, but I mean, there's a lot of good. I, I wanted to ship, I just throw that wrench in the system for the bromantic no, that's, comedy, but that's, that's a good one. <clears throat> I mean, there is an earlier one, um, Bachelor Party with Tom Hanks. Oh yeah, yeah. That's kind of a kind of a bro bromance comedy that you know it's it's kind of more of like a Porky's thing. Yeah, from yeah. back you know in the '80s. But it's almost like a sex rom com. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but at the end, you know, he you know has his chance with his high school girl and then he turns her down because he loves his wife he doesn't doesn't want to you know have that on his conscience yeah there's a one that's it's not new but it's not like it's not old in terms of like classic like 80s or anything it came out in the i want to say mid to late 90s early 2000s called kissing a fool i don't know if you guys have never even heard of that it's actually it's got jason lee Mm -hmm. um you know brody from the kevin smith movies Mm -hmm. and uh david schwimmer and this girl, David Schwimmer's <clears throat> like this, the cool guy. He's He does news and stuff. I think he's a sports announcer. And Jason Lee's like a writer. And I think he was, if I remember correctly, he was married once and had gotten divorced or something. And David Schwimmer's just like the, the playboy womanizer type again. You know, your usual odd couple friendship. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> uh, Jason Lee's a writer, so he's writing this book. And his editor is, you know, really cool chick and stuff and so Jason Lee has a bright idea that he's going to set him and David Schumer character up on a date well they end up like hitting it off and supposedly falling in love and all this other stuff uh, like after the first date 
<clears throat> they play a trick on Jason Lee. He shows up, he knocking on his door. It's like early in the morning. He's like, "You believe what this happened? You know, you know, she showed up fucking drunk, blah blah blah." And then she calls him up or shows up at his place, and she's like, "I can't believe you set me up with that jerk." And she's like, "You know, where'd he take?" He's like, "Out to dinner." She's like, "No, try the crazy horse." And they're like at a strip, but, but they're making up all these stories. So it ends up they had a great night together. <clears throat> really hit it off, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna get married and stuff." So um, basically, later on, it comes out that. David Schwimmer is like, you know, the type of person he is because he has limited trust in people. He's like that protective shell, so that's why he's an asshole Mm. or womanizer type. So we asked Jason Lee's character. He's like, I need to test her to make sure that she's going to be faithful. He's like, I want you to see if she would, you know, have a thing for you. And that's not really defined. He doesn't really explain exactly what it is, whether it's like if, you know, you try to kiss her or ask her out on a date or... <clears throat> sleep with her, whatever. You know, he's like, I want you to find out. And at first, he's like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. And he ends up getting roped into kind of doing it, but he's hesitant really about it. So he gets really close with her, you know, writing the book as she's editing it. And usual format of romantic comedies, they spend a lot more time together. <clears throat> she starts realizing they have way more in common. He's a sensitive, you know, honest type that she's always looked for, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. You know, and then she starts seeing that in his writing and, you know, seeing how it reflects in his true personality and she sees, you know, David Schwimmer, they had a great night and, you know, maybe a few weeks or whatever, but they really don't have a lot in common. And they basically, he ends up getting the vibe and then telling Schwimmer and, you know, then they, Schwimmer obviously gets pissed off and he's like, oh. he's like, but you told me to, to do this. Like, yeah, but I didn't think, you know, she would actually do it, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, then they have the breakup of friendship for a little bit and then they form back together. But the whole purpose in the movie is like starts out at a wedding and it's this woman is telling this couple a story about these people and she's telling the story about them oh, so dude. the whole time you never see they're like at this like reception thing but then it cuts to at the end of the movie after everything gets resolved they cut back to that beginning scene or where they're at in the wedding because it goes back and forth to mm-hmm. this woman telling the story to right. this couple and then ends up he's given the toast to uh, you know the Jason Lee character and the girl and they oh. got married and so he like let it you go. Forgot but... to say spoiler alert. Yeah, well, <laughs> spoiler. This movie Thanks, came Tony. out in like the late '90s, so if yeah. you haven't seen it, I just watched The Godfather not too long ago. Yeah. Nothing is out of my realm of shit I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah well, we know that, but you'll forget all about that movie by Shaw's the time we're done. Thirty-five. <laughs> Thirty-three. Damn it. Yeah, You're gonna need a bigger hard drive for all those yeah. movies you got to watch there. So if I would recommend that if you haven't seen it, it is still good because there's a lot of humor in between them, mm-hmm. but. That that's, that was a really good one, and I, I enjoyed that. Nice. What about Saving <laughs> Silverman? Oh, Saving Silverman? Yeah. Love that movie. I thought it was hilarious, especially at the end where the, what's his name? Uh, Lee. John, John Denver? <laughs> <laughs> Lee Ermey or something like that? He was Ar- the, Arlie Ermey. Yeah. Yeah. He was the drill sergeant from... Um, Pretty much any yeah, war movie yeah, ever. that he's in. He was in... Uh, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, Full yes. Metal Jacket. That's one. And yeah. then he was in the one with Michael J. Fox about the ghosts, uh, Frighteners. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. The ghost version of the drill sergeant. Well, yep. yeah, he was. Yeah, because he was in the uh, in the graveyard. Yep. <laughs> Get back in your hole. Yeah. <laughs> I just like in this movie, he's like a high school football coach, and Jack Black's character keeps calling him for advice. Like, what do I do, coach? Like, you're thirty. Whatever you want. And yeah. at the end of the movie. <laughs> He's carrying Jack Black, and he's like, oh, I love a good wedding. And he's like, Jack Black's like, I think it might be gay. He's like, me too. And then they kiss, and like the ending scene is them getting married right yep. next to Jason Biggs and not Amanda Pete, who's the other girl he falls in love with. 
Um, oh, that Amanda Dirk Tamer or something like that. Yeah, they were at the Neil at Neil Diamond yeah. concert. Diamonds yeah. in the rough. Diamonds in the rough. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Steve Zahn actually marries Amanda P. Yeah, because yep. he's like, you're just like the aggressive bitch that I've right. I've always wanted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, because they're like slugging each other and like she. Um, he pops her one and she just like spits out a tooth yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then she goes to wail on him and you just see a tooth fall out of Steve Zahn's mouth like oh god it's, yeah so at the end they're, they're smiling for their for their uh, picture like I now pronounce you husband and wife and they're both missing a tooth <laughs> <laughs> that was in her uh, her string of like where she was like the it thing in Hollywood, yeah, because yeah. you don't see her that much anymore. Yeah, it, it's that yeah. and the whole nine yards and the whole ten yards. The only yeah. things I really remember her from. Well, she was in that movie. I'm not going to say it's a romantic comedy, but it's called Whipped. Yeah, is more of a, I guess, more like a sex rom comedy. I guess you'd call it. But that was that. She was that was she around was the in time. Identity too. I don't remember. Yep, she that was movie. in Identity. Yeah, she was the the she was prostitute. The, she was the That's one. right. Hmm. Yep. I love that movie. I have to go back and watch it. <laughs> Identity. <laughs> so yeah, early two thousands. Um, Saving Silverman. Love that movie. Uh, she was also the she was the wife in Identity Thief, with uh, yeah. Um, um, what's her name? Uh, You're looking at me like uh, I would know this answer. You know folks at home, I don't. The... I can't remember the name. Melissa McCarthy. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, she yeah, steals, yeah, yes. She, uh, she's still, she's the one going around stealing everyone's identity. <laughs> yeah, so Jason Bateman's. Yeah, J- yeah. Uh, Jason Bateman is the is the husband. Yep. <clears throat> I forgot about that. I forgot <laughs> she was in that. And I, I just said it, but um, the whole nine yards. I love that movie with Bruce Willis, Amanda Peet, Matthew Perry, and Matthew Perry's wife. She looked drugged out in that entire movie. I have no idea who she was. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but those are great romantic comedies. <laughs> I mean, if you go back to, you know, again, like classic time frames, I mean, almost anything John Hughes did. Yeah. yeah. 16 Candles, well, you know, Pretty in that, Pink. I mean, those are all romantic comedies. There was that era, and then like <clears throat> the late 80s, early 90s, you know, because everyone was still in love with Meg Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So her and Tom Hanks. She's a goddamn national treasure. They, they just got together and did like. Eight hundred million. <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless uh, in you've Seattle, got mail. You've got mail. Uh, there's God. There's been a few. Joe versus the volcano. volcano. Yep. I was gonna say. <laughs> hang on. I, mean, I know there's one. Yeah, they... There's a gem in there that I'm missing. <clears throat> I'm not arguing that with you. I'm not arguing. I'm not, that, with I'm you. not arguing that with you. I'm not arguing that with you. <laughs> well, you, then you got two. Um, you know, went from like you know John Hughes era was you know like the the teenager kids, but then you had the newer version of it than not John Hughes but basically the the teen romantic comedies later on like you know like yeah, she's all that and you know 10 yeah. things I hate about you yeah and... um loser American <coughs> Pie with Freddie Prince Jr. in it exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah so basically if you pick like one key actor for a certain time frame so like Matthew McConaughey had the late 90s early 2000s or mid 2000s Freddie Prince had the 90s probably I would yep. say 80s would be like the Brat Pack, and then, you know, your Meg Ryans and stuff. Yep. But, yeah, if, if you go on two teens, I mean, there's certain people. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. Although, like, some of the stuff, though, she did was more, where she was kind of like the racier character. Yeah, yeah especially in Cruel Intentions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved Cruel Intentions. We yeah. all did. I still <laughs> oh, no, excuse me, I know what you did last time. Not, not I still know she didn't make it to that one. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers, bro. Oh, damn it. Sorry, Sarah. Well, <laughs> 
I want to talk about one that <coughs> no matter what, at what point this movie is on, I have to watch it, and I love it. Is Hitch? Oh yeah, oh, okay. Hitch is wonderful, <coughs> yeah. and it's and it's, it's great, especially from a guy's perspective of because you know I think a lot of times, I mean you know I know Patrick <coughs> would agree with this with with me and Becky. You know a lot of times guys try to shoot outside of their of their wheelhouse. Oh yeah, girls don't have to try. <laughs> they just the, the first guy they say yes to that it's gonna be uh huh sure what can I do for you <laughs> guys we've got to work at it a lot, a lot more I feel like um, and that's not you know that's not across the board I just I yeah. felt like in my experience I mm. had to and and uh, but that one is definitely you know um, I like how he's trying to explain what he did like oh so you you got me to fall for him for parlor tricks is like no. No, I got you to get out of your own way so that a great guy could get in front of you and take care of you the way you should be taken care of. And he gets like with that, uh, the one guy in there that's, you know, just trying to uh, bang the girl. Mm. He's like, I think you don't understand what we do. Yeah, that's Jeffrey Donovan. That was like one of his first roles. Mm Mm-hmm. Power suit, power tie, power steering. Yeah. Oh, I get what I want. I'm more of a literal guy. Yeah. <laughs> if you touch me again, I will literally rip your arm off. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the first roles I remember seeing him in. Yep. And yep. he got his ass kicked the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only thing I remember about that movie is I was watching something else, but it was basically Kevin James and Ray Romano going on a golf trip. And um, Kevin James would um, always just sneak off to the woods, the woods to like call his publisher, like, how's... How's opening weekend doing? And Ray Romano was in the background. Welcome to Mooseport. Got $5 million opening weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that had a good combination because you get like your, your Will Smith who's basically, he's Will Smith. Yeah. I mean, undeniable, you know, yeah. charismatic guy. I'm sure he is in real life too, but you know, he played it off well in the movie. And then you get your Kevin James who was like... Not the confident Kevin James and King of Queens yeah. <laughs> that we all love and know, but you know he was just he's that nervous and, guy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and you know he's obviously going for that girl. You know the was Alexa, right? Allegra Cole. Allegra Cole. Allegra Cole. <clears throat> yep. And she was the multi multi millionaire billionaire or something. Like, you know, family. Her last <clears throat> husband owned half of Spain. <laughs> 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 or boyfriend. Whatever. Yeah. Because I love whenever they whenever Hitch would ask him like what who they're interested in like you'd find out about him and he, he's like so who, who's the girl he's like Allegra Cole he's, he's, like, he's like the Allegra, Allegra Cole <laughs> you swing for the fence yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome but it was it was a good take on it and uh like I love I actually kind of like the scene because it's <clears throat> you see it at the beginning or when you're at first watch you think of it more like oh he's just a womanizing playboy but when he first meets, and I hate that I don't remember her name, but the main girl character, not Allegra, but the one that he's interested uh, in. Eva Mendez. Eva yep. Mendez. And he's at the bar. Mm-hmm. And he sits there and he gets her, you know, the drink and stuff. And he's talking to her for a minute. And they're basically answering each other's questions by basically telling each other what the other person's thinking just out loud. Exactly. Yeah. And like, <laughs> you know, he would sit down and he would do this. So he's like, well, maybe if, you know, she would shoot him down or blah, blah, blah. And they're going back and forth about it. And he's like, and... She said, "Well, unless I did this, I can't remember what the what the line was." And he's like, eh, "Wouldn't help." And he's like, and he gets up and he's like, "It's very nice to meet you." And he walks away. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then the waiter comes by and gives her a gray goose. Is like from the gentleman who just left. And I'm like, yeah. dude, that was so suave. <laughs> <laughs> 
sitting there watching it in the theater, taking notes. <laughs> okay, buy, drink, and leave. Hmm, weird. <laughs> but just like all those other movies, like you brought up in uh, when you were talking about a failure to launch, you know, mm. then you find out like the real reasons and stuff. Because you know when Kevin James, you know gets hurt or, you know, they find him out, you know, in the tabloids and, you know, she mm-hmm. doesn't want to see him. She thinks he's after him for her money. Right. And he's trying to get her back and he's talking to Hitch and, you know, Hitch basically just, like, doesn't want to talk about it. And he's like, you know, what about this? Or he's asking about his girl or whatever, Eve Mendez. And, you know, he's basically just shutting down. He's like, oh, I get it. He's like, so you sell the stuff, but you don't believe in it? And he's yeah. like, you know, and he's like, I can make sure, you know, I can make this so you will never, ever hurt again or never, yeah. ever be hurt again, ever. And he just, like, you breaks adapt, down. You can move on. Yeah, so mm-hmm. basically he doesn't tell any real story, but <clears throat> you obviously learn that he's been severely hurt. Oh, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. why he's doing this. But, I mean, he makes a good career out of it. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you could have a pet. Where did they live in? Chicago or New York? Uh, it was one of the big metropolis areas. Yeah, it was areas. one of those, too. It was in New York. It yeah, because, it was one or the other. It's it's one of those big metropolis areas. But I think basically, it was New York because Jeffrey Donovan's character was a doctor. Over and there. it was he was by the bull. And then they mm-hmm. meet. And I want to say it was on the steps of uh, the stock exchange or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But my point is to to be able to afford an apartment like he had. Oh yeah. yeah. One of, either one of those cities <laughs> with just, the freaking big remote. Yeah. <laughs> just by teaching guys how to pick up women, you got to be charging a good deal of money for that. Right. <laughs> And a hell of a Rolodex. You gotta have like <laughs> yeah. a clientele, like, hey man, I met another girl. I need to meet another girl. <laughs> um, one movie that I think, um, well, I haven't seen this movie yet, but I know if we don't at least mention it, one of our fans will call my cell phone and yell at me asking why we didn't talk about it. Um, Crazy Rich Asians. Okay. I have not actually seen that. Yeah. I know of it. I- I've seen it. Okay. <laughs> so give us a little synopsis. So basically, it's a. Um, it's these two people that meet in America. Um, this one, uh, the the girl, is uh, she is Chinese, but her mother left a a very um, like a I want to. They don't really say abusive, but mm. it was not a good relationship. It was not a healthy one, <laughs> exactly. And so she left her father and changed her name and like did this other stuff so she <clears throat> wouldn't like try to track them down. <clears throat> Um, getting a little ahead of myself, but so the the guy is there, and she uh, so the girl is a um, a professor. I think she teaches mathematics. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy is like a freaking industry king of Singapore. Mm-hmm. Like his his family owns the <laughs> island. Like that's kind of how like all the major real estate area. <clears throat> and um, and so she has no idea how rich this guy is. So they're going to their friend's wedding, mm-hmm. and as soon as they get on the plane, like her mom makes them a little a little uh, tote of like food and stuff like that, and they get on the plane and they're going up to first class, and it's one of those where you know, hey, these combine together, you can sleep in it. Like <laughs> she's like, what the hell is going on? Uh, well, you know, the family has a perk with the airline and blah blah blah, and this, and he's like just trying to underplay. Everything. It was like, well, you know, I'm not really rich. It's my, my kind of like from the proposal. My family's rich. Yeah, that's something rich people say. Yeah, <laughs> something rich. That like, is something. Like rich I don't people. have money. My family has money. It's like no, <laughs> that means you have money. Yes. <laughs> Reminds me about um, two weeks' notice with Sandra Bullock and Hugh yep. Grant. Yep. Where you know Hugh Grant is just 
amazingly wealthy and he falls in love with Sandra Bullock. <laughs> At the end of the movie, he's like, yeah, I've, you know, I've stepped down, you know, I'm not that rich anymore. And he's like, by not rich, I mean, we have to share the helicopter with my brother. Like, I'm still yeah. pretty rich. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's kind of where the, the story goes is that he's like <clears throat> this so big sought after, uh, sought after bachelor. And it would be basically like, you know, um, a prince of some, you know, royal family, basically a princess die situation, you know, mm. marrying someone who is nowhere near like <laughs> the same statue or came from anything like that. And, um, he just fell for this girl. And then she finally, he finally realizes that, holy shit, this dude is super, super rich. <laughs> so like her best friend lives there, um, or one of her best friends from college, she goes to see, her, <clears throat> see her and hang out with her and they figure out who she's dating. And they're like, the Nick Young, like owner of the so and so whatever company, Nick Young, like those youngs. She's like, yeah, and she hadn't even been to the house yet. Like she just went to go meet them, and it, and then like so she's taking her back up there. So the two sides of it is he's trying to marry her. Mm-hmm. His mother completely disapproves because she wants him to take over the family, the family business. You never even see the dad in there, mm-hmm. so he's still running everything. But she disapproves. <laughs> They go on like this bachelorette um, trip where all the girls hate her, and they basically mess up her room Aww. and try to get uh, try to scare her off. They put a they take a dead fish, cut it open, and put it in her bed. Oh, yeah, not was, as bad as a dead horse. No, the Godfather. Well, that that part's true. Um, but so the the whole thing is she's trying to get to win over the mom's approval the whole time she's there, and then. They end up finding out um, they're trying to turn her son against her by telling her, like, she's not who she says she is. Her mother's an adulterer who left China and all this other stuff and try to basically smear her name <coughs> so that he'll leave her. And it, do- it doesn't work, but mm. she ends up having a showdown with her mom. And, and it was like they were playing Mahjong, I think is what it's called. Um, mm. And she's it, like dead stare in her. So the mom thinks that she's won the the game with her pieces, and then she flips. I, I don't play. I have no idea. It was... Mahjong is an incredibly difficult game to play. <laughs> so basically, she she would have in the in the equivalent of poker uh, four of a kind, and then she the other girl flops over a royal straight flush. <laughs> nice. And but the whole time she's sit, she's standing there and she's not defending like what her mom did or anything. She's saying. I'm not going to marry him because I can't stand you. <laughs> I don't want this to be like that that hate relationship where I show up and you just hate me the whole time and we're constantly fighting. That's going to take away from us. She goes, and you know what? You're going to have some grandkids one day, and they're going to be beautiful, and hopefully so have a wife that you approve of, all because I'm walking away from the son that loves me, and then flops that shit down and walks off. <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> so basically, shorten it, shorten it up, and say, ah, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I have to, I have to check that out. I can get a chance to see that one. That's a good yeah. one. I just, I've heard of it. Like yeah. I said, but I was like, I haven't seen it. Was it. nominated for a couple of Oscars. I think. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, the the wedding that they end up going to is like freaking. I, I, you know, I'm upset that Becky's seen the movie because I, I can't do that. <laughs> like they walk in and they end up pouring uh, water down like their walkway again, and it looks like the ladies, the girl is walking on water coming down the aisle. It's freaking. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. 
I'm Good gonna... luck with your wedding day, Gavin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> Maybe Becky shouldn't listen to this how one. Much, how much money are we making on this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Not that much yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. Not crazy rich Asian yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, no, we ain't even close to that. We ain't even crazy rich American money. Yeah. Yeah. I might need to take out we're just 30 crazy. cents before, <laughs> yeah. before we're ready. <laughs> You're a finance guy. You could spend that money into gold. <laughs> I'm going to drop a couple movie names uh, just as mentioned so I know... Most likely, I don't think either one of you have seen at least the first one I'm going to mention. So it is a good movie to watch. I'm not going to delve real deep into what it is, uh, but I'm going to mention another one. But then there's one I'm going to talk about a little bit because it's one of my favorite Steve Martins. But the first one, uh, If Lucy Fell, movie in the 90s. Heard of it. Okay, Never seen so it. it is actually a good movie. It's, it can be a little slow at some points, but you know Sarah Jessica Parker's in it, uh, Ben Stiller, uh, the guy that played Uncle Junior in Sopranos. Uh, which I know you haven't seen the show, <clears throat> but he's in it. But it, it's a lot of quirkiness. It's like mm-hmm. one of more of those quirky romantic comedies. Like um, um, Along Came Polly. It's a, a, no a little bit a little bit odder than that. So at least Along Came Polly was it was funny. Like it had mm-hmm. a lot of funny funny shit. And this one does too. But it's almost like it had, you had to be like on an inside joke with the director or see it a few times to be like, oh, I get it. Uh, you follow the scuba But that was just one I just wanted to mention. Um, but we didn't mention one of probably a great, another great classic romantic comedy that's a little bit different is Splash. Yes. Yeah. You know, guy falling in love with a mermaid. <laughs> well, I mean, duh, Tom Hanks. Yep, right. Which is going to tie me into, since it was Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah, one of my favorite Steve Martin romantic comedies that I'm going to talk about that has Daryl Hannah in it is called Roxanne. Yeah. Is that the one where Steve Martin has that giant nose? Really long nose. He's yeah. a firefighter. What? I I saw that as a kid, and I don't know why, but you know, as a kid, you know, you're not really into like the whole the romance thing. Like, I mean, I was like, what, like 11, 10 or 11? Mm-hmm. But for some reason, anytime that movie was on, I loved watching it. I don't know why. It's just, I, I just think... Don't... Excuse me, I just know Steve Martin has a ridiculous nose. Yeah. I've never actually seen the movie. Yeah, so he's... I, I love every time he tries to get... He's like going <coughs> to turn his head sideways to drink. This is so big. The one time she gets him a... She brings him over. I'll, I'll give you the premise in a minute, but there's a scene where she, she has him over at her house and she pours him a glass of wine. It's like in the tall, skinnier wine glass. He's like... And he just sticks his nose in it and just like sucks it up through his nose. It's 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 an old party trick. (laughs) But basically, it's uh, they're in a small town. I can't remember exactly what area they're in. If it's like Oregon or something like that. Um, But he's a fire chief there, and uh, you know he's got all his firemen, and most of them are like bumbling idiots. But they do their best. But he was born with that really big nose. And there's a she moves into town. Daryl Hannah's character. And she ends up renting this house. And so uh, she gets, I think her cat or something or is stuck in a tree or something happens with her where she gets locked outside without her clothes on or something. <laughs> she took a shower, stepped outside for a second, I think, to let the cat in the door shut behind her. And I think she had the towel and it came off and it got stuck in the door. So she had like hiding in the bushes. But anyway, he ends up meeting, getting her back in the house. Um, but then there's this new guy that comes into town as one of the firefighters. He's actually a good firefighter, but he's like just, you know, this buff dude, good looking guy. And Steve Martin's in the kind of into Daryl Hannah, but never says anything. And this guy, she ends up falling for that guy. Oh. Or she gets infatuated with him, let's say that. <clears throat> and, but he can't like talk. He's like, he's like cool in every other way. But when it comes to like being romantic or like talking about his feelings, and I'm talking about the, the suave mm. guy, not Steve Martin, um, he can't talk to him like he's a bumbling idiot mm. so he's like wants him to help mm. him he wants steve martin to help him 
get her. So he ends up like becoming charming because Steve Martin says some shit, and then he blunders it all up. And so Steve Martin's like hiding in the bushes. He's outside the house, the, the other guy, and he's like, "I gotta talk to you, Roxanne." And then Steve Martin's in the bushes, like telling him what to say, and he starts writing letters for him and shit. And she basically starts falling in love with this dude because of all the letters and everything that he talked. But it's really everything that Steve Martin's saying. Mm. And then she finds out that it's that it was him, and you know the other guy ends up leaving town, and she finds out it's him. And, you know, <clears throat> things happen. And Ooh, I will not give the ending a spoiler on this one, so you can figure out the rest. We're talking about romantic comedies. I'm <laughs> assuming they get together. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not going to ruin it. Um, but yeah, so that's that was one of another one of my favorites. In fact, I don't know why it didn't pop into my head earlier as like my top tier. But well, what about one that I loved as a kid? Well, I say as a kid, but I was in high school, I think, when this movie came out. But um, there's something about Mary. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hilarious movie. I love that movie. Frank and Beans. <laughs> Which is it, buddy? Is it the Frank or the Beans? <laughs> They get the whole freaking, like, uh, the whole tribe there of, uh, of the police officer mm-hmm. and the fire crew yep. and the ambulance yep. pe- techs. And <laughs> I can't believe they showed um, what it looked like right. when they were described. It's like, oh, well, they put that on the screen, didn't they? <laughs> and that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they, they showed the old lady boobs. <laughs> yep. Magda. <laughs> oh, God. Old Magda. Woogie? You're Woogie? Don Woganowski. <laughs> they all like find out that they're in love with her. <laughs> I love them. Well, I can't remember which character, did it, but they fed the dog Vicodin to like get it to calm down, but it dies. So the guy rips out a cord from a lamp and like shocks it back to life. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's on fire a little bit, so he throws water on it, and then he's like bundling it up, like, oh look at you. He <laughs> was a little cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or then they give him speed. Yeah. <laughs> and they locked him in the. Uh... Magda ends up getting one, and she's like cleaning, and she picks up the couch and is vacuuming. <laughs> it. Like, oh my god, what are you doing? <laughs> well, it's kind of like um, very similar, not identical, but similar to like in, in like Blended, when you always got the the guys singing oh, every yeah. so often. But in that one, they had the that little band the, the that would always play yeah. like, every mm. time. Like as they try to transition a scene, Mary, <laughs> something of a Mary. Well, they said he'd never win or whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> but it's like all throughout the movie they keep passing by. It's like you guys get around a lot. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, one of them ends up getting shot at the end. Yeah, because he's like, you can't have my Mary. He's like, I thought you loved me. I was only boning you to get close to Mary. <laughs> And he ends up shooting one, the guitar guy, I think. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> I've seen it, so that's fine. <laughs> but you get, I mean, it's just, it, that is a funny movie, though. I mean, yeah. it's got, it can fall under quite a few categories, actually. That is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, what about, kind of along that line, though, like in the 90s and stuff, um, American Pie. Yeah. Yeah, I would argue that the first, <coughs> the first three, like the American Pie <laughs> 1, 2, and American Wedding, mm-hmm. I would say are romantic comedies. Yeah. Yeah, definitely uh, dirtier than most romantic comedies, but still romantic comedies. Well, yeah, and that's it. They kind of had that um, almost like National Lampoon vibe <coughs> yeah. of you know mm-hmm. raunchy humor. Yep. <laughs> but at the end of the day, they all like some found love. Yeah, you know? yeah. that's right. <coughs> and hey, some found Stifler's mom. Intro- introduced us to Tara Reid and and Jason Biggs. You know yep. that pie fucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, uh, Shannon Elizabeth, yeah, yep. 
I've only seen her in one other thing outside of American Pie. What? Yeah. Well, she was in Jane Silent Bob. She's in 13 oh, that's Jane right. She was she's in 13 Ghosts. 13 Ghosts, yeah. I've seen that movie once. She's scared, been in a few things. Scared the shit out of me. And you're going to say Jack Frost, aren't you? No, I was going to say um, <laughs> the video game. Uh, she was in a... So, whenever a Bond movie comes out, they usually release a movie tie-in video game. Mm-hmm. But um, there was one that came out. Um, it was after American Pie, obviously. But um, it was just... There was no book or movie that this game was based on. They made a standalone James Bond movie uh, video game. And she was one of the, like, the Bond girl in that video mm-hmm. game. Hmm. Like, that was back in the day. I think it was, like, one of the first times that I can remember where they got, like, they hired an actress and then they built the character based off the actress that they hired. So she not only was the voice actor, but the model in the video game looked exactly like her. Hmm. Uh, Well, I have one that's a a Netflix uh, film. Um, It is... It's kind of a mix of... uh, well, rom-com and also time travel. It's called When We First Met. Never okay. Have you seen it on there? It, I've seen it on there, yeah. It's it's pretty... I, I watched it just on a lark one night. Um, so it's about this guy who meets this girl one night and has like the greatest night of his life with her. Um, instantly falls in love with her that night. And she had, I think, like just broken up with her boyfriend or whatever. And... The the very next day, um, she goes to the store, and he like hung out with her, like never really like kissed her or took it to a next level or anything. But the very next day, she goes to the grocery store to pick up something that she um, like he I think it was like he ate all her cereal that night, and then she goes to the grocery store to get more and meets the guy that she ends up marrying. Oh really? <clears throat> so I think it's like. Three, maybe two or three years, in, maybe four, something like that. I can't remember the time frame that that's different. So it pa- it passes forward to um, they're ha- they're at an engagement party, but it's for her and the guy that she met. And it's okay. not, and he's just sitting there in the in the audience, like kind of half sobbing. <laughs> and so he's uh, he he goes back and he gets in this. They took uh, photos in this in this photo booth of the place he worked at. Mm. And so he goes in there and gets all drunk. He's like, I wish I could go back and redo it. And then, so he does it and he wakes up in his bed and it's back then. Mm. So like he gets another shot at the night, but kind of like the, the family guy episode where, you know, Peter goes back and he doesn't want to be married to Lois. He ends up getting married to Molly Ringwald. Yeah. He's like trying to change all that. Every time he changes it, it comes, it comes up almost the same way. Okay. And so finally, one of the ones he goes back and he <coughs> he ends up getting her. Um, mm. Like whatever he does, then he fixes it. And he gets her, but it's like she's she's so unhappy. Mm. And he goes through and he realizes that his inf- his was solely just infatuation with her. She was never meant to be with him, which is why that moment in time never changed. Okay. Mm. Like. So he would go. He went back, and he ended up being like a womanizer, and the two of them just hooked up for a couple of weeks. And then he went back, and he scared her because um, she uh, uh, he like started telling all these things about the future, and like she she had a roommate who was like her best friend, and so the two of them were were like 
going at each other like this is the rapey guy i swear he's stalking us it's like oh my god so he gets back to the normal time and it's skewed because you know he went back and changed something he's like oh my god i'm so glad to finally see you guys like it's the rapey stalker from whatever years ago he's back and so they start beating up on him again it's like it's like what is wrong with you people (laughs) so like he he ends up finally going back and you know realizing that the two of them met that night for that reason. He had to get her there mm-hmm. to be able, and they were they were never meant to go past that, past that. You know, we're great friends phase. Yeah. So it's just kind of a. There's also another side of the ending that I don't want to spoil. Okay. Um, but that's like where he gets to like going back, and so he had, he and so his last time he goes back, he goes back and fixes. So, minus the sci-fi, it's very much like Good Luck Chuck. Yes! <laughs> yes, it's like, it is. He's not really trying to change anything, but it's like every time he hooks up with a girl, they find the man of their dreams. Yep. Like after that, and then he finally meets, what's her name, and he's like all in love Jessica with her. Alba. Jessica Alba. Yep. Yeah. And he's all in love with her. He's like afraid he's going to lose her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when he's got a... He goes to... Um, he sends his friend uh, to, um, to go on a date and sleep with the... The other girl, mm-hmm. the very well, large he, woman. He sleeps with her first, and mm-hmm. then he's like, "All right, you've got to ask her out because no one's asked her out yet." It's <laughs> <laughs> like if I end up being, yeah, I'd do a friend friend thing for you, and next thing you know, I'm walking down the aisle with Shamu over here. <laughs> <laughs> that was good old uh, Dane Cook. So, what was mm-hmm. that other one he did? I may need help looking at Employee of the Month? No. Not, well, I was thinking that, but, but it's the one and where... It was him. He gets hired to be an Jason, asshole. Jason Biggs is his uh, cousin. <clears throat> yes. And, and Alec Baldwin is his boss. Is his, or his dad. No, his dad. dad, yeah. <clears throat> Have you seen that? Like, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but He's basically... the biggest Dane Cook fan in the world, so well, probably... Not. Neither was I, but this well, one was... Well, it was in our, the era that he was, you know... In, he, in the movies all the time. Right. But basically, anytime a guy would get screw things up with his girlfriend... Then they would hire Dane Cook to meet them, mm-hmm. go out on a date with them, and be as obnoxious as possible so they could realize how much better of a person they were with. <laughs> my best friend's girl. Yep, my best friend. And, and Jason Biggs, I think he kind of does that he with his finally, girl, but he yeah. ends up <clears throat> liking her, I well, believe. No, what the the funny thing is, is like he goes to be an asshole to her, and she ends up getting really drunk on the date, <laughs> like before they go out. So everything that he's tried before is like, all right, I'm taking these nice girls. So everything he's tried that's worked beforehand, he gets in the car, he's like, hey, I'm sorry about my radio, it's stuck, I've only got one song, and it's like, pop that pussy. <laughs> so like, it shows him taking out a girl beforehand, and he's done all these other tricks on her. So she gets in immediately and like, does that, and he's starts mm-hmm. playing that song. She's like, yeah, I love this song, you didn't dance to this? And so she's dancing, he's like, weirded out, he's like, uh, okay, cool. <laughs> So he like has someone um, call him or just has his friend ring him. So he picks it up and he's like starting. He's talking like he's talking to his ex. Mm-hmm. He's talking all dirty to her and stuff. He's like, "Oh, guys, you you guys must have really had fun." <laughs> so he treats her like an asshole the entire night. And when he gets she gets done, she's like, she didn't care. This was like supposed to be her rebound, and it was supposed to be a one night thing. Mm-hmm. So she ends up uh, going to the door, and she's like, "All right, well, you want to come in?" He's like, uh, no, this is usually the part of the date where you're like, all right, fuck this asshole. I'm going to go in and call the guy I was just dating. <laughs> She's like, no, I just wanted to rebound. And like, he blows her off. <laughs> so then she ends up calling his work. Yep. 
So he works for a um, some uh, <coughs> like some company that like sell air, yeah. right? Like they're yeah, they're like, <laughs> some machine they make they sell air, and he's trying to get train a new class that's going to go on the phones how to do their job terribly. <laughs> and so he's like, "Hey, uh, we've got a live one for you. They're asking for you directly. Perfect, send her in." So he takes the call in front of the class, and she's grilling him so hard, <laughs> and he doesn't realize that it was her mm. from from the date night. He's like. Okay, I'm gonna have to take this at my desk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, it all goes through a blunder and everything. And Jason Biggs, yeah, because he was his cousin, like you said, yeah. right? Yeah. But they were roommates and, and pretty much best friends. <laughs> yeah, but it is actually that one is one of his better ones. Yeah, okay. I yeah. So <laughs> we're coming up close to the end of the show here for to comedies, but yes, uh, we do have a few minutes. Honorable mention for Scott Pilgrim versus the World. <laughs> Oh, I yeah, think that's yeah, an yeah. amazing. Uh, I would classify that as a rom com because Absolutely. he spends the whole movie trying to, you know, get, uh, you know, go on a date with that girl, but he winds up cheating on with his uh, current girlfriend, whose name is Knives for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Comic books. <laughs> what is his name? What is that actor's name again? I cannot remember anything. But because um, I was going to say we talk about actors. Oh, yeah, he was in this like is a, the end. Yeah, um, he was the one who gets skewered by the light. Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Yeah. yeah, but. He's got another one. He's another one's actors. Basically, if you see him in something, it's most likely going to be Juno. Juno, yeah. yeah. Um, super bad. Yep. Yep. They were trying to get the girls. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it, it, not as much romantic yeah. as comedy, but like he kind of got that pigeonhole mm-hmm. role. But outside yeah. of this is the end. I haven't seen him as much. <laughs> not lately. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he hasn't done uh, he hasn't done much out, outside of that now. You know, the old Apatow probably stopped calling him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, man, we, we're running out of ideas here. You know, we keep Jonah for a while, but, you know, we got to... <laughs> but now uh, he's an Academy Award-winning actor, so yeah. he doesn't really <laughs> <Yeah>. need Apatow. <laughs> yeah. you got to sell that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fatalities. That was actually pretty good. <laughs> but, yeah, we are right about out of time, so thank you, everybody, for joining us in another episode of Movie Talks and Chill. Until next week, for Movie Talks and Chill, we are your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. I am Gavin Butts. I am Patrick. Shout out to my friend Amy Logan, because she asked for this. Well, <laughs> All right, everybody, until next time, take care. Don't forget, guys, you can visit us at our website, movietalksandchill.com. Email us at talktous at movietalksandchill.com, or find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Movie Talks and Chill. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. Talk to you then. Theme music for our podcast was composed, arranged, and performed by Paul The Rock.